Hello and welcome to episode 247 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, July the 21st, 2022, in the year of our Lord, continuing to worship, to adore, and to cherish the most precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in this month of July, month of July dedicated to his most precious blood. The month of July, near kinsman to the month of July. And we are looking at the book Devotion to the Precious Blood by Father M.F. Walls, which was initially published in 1925. Again, it's wonderful in these older works. You don't get a lot of the claptrap and nonsense that you get in uh, modernist books from the second half of the 20th century and down into our old era, our own era, where uh, various priests and theologians are trying to confuse the faithful by saying that gravely sinful behaviors are now acceptable. Good is evil and evil is good. We don't want any of that. We want the pure, brisk truth. And you find that in books like this by Father Walls. These are a couple of devotions that I would like to honor our Lord with this morning. The first is the morning offering in honor of the precious blood. Oremos. In the name of the Father who created me, in the name of the Son who redeemed me, in the name of the Holy Ghost who sanctified me, in the name of Jesus I will pray, labor, suffer, and fight against the spirit of the world and the flesh and the devil. This day I will do all for the honor and glory of the precious blood of my Savior in union with his sacred heart and the sacred heart of Mary and with the same intention which they had while praying, laboring, and suffering here on earth. Eternal Father, sign me with the blood of the Immaculate Lamb as thou didst sign the dwellings of thy people. O Jesus, wash me more and more in thy precious blood, and clothe me with thy merits. O Holy Ghost, apply the fruits of the precious blood to my soul. And now for an act of consecration to the precious blood. O Jesus, beloved Savior, behold me eager to consecrate myself forever to thy precious blood and to pledge thee an inviolable love and fidelity. Move to sorrow and compassion by the remembrance of thy sufferings, the sight of thy cross and the thought of thy blood, I earnestly desire by this consecration of my entire being to gladden thy heart and to cause thee to forget my sins and those of my brethren. No longer will I live, O Jesus, save by thy blood and for thy blood. May it ever be my treasure and the dearest object of my love. O merciful Redeemer, deign to look upon me as a perpetual adorer of thy most precious blood and accept my prayers, works, and sacrifices as so many acts of love and reparation. Blood of Jesus, inebriate me. O heavenly wine that maketh virgins and martyrs, fill thou my soul to overflowing, and make me a living chalice to pour forth thy grace continually on those who love thee, and especially on poor sinners who despise thee, so that they may feel how far thy consolations surpass those of earth. O blood of my crucified Lord, detach me from the world 
and the spirit of the world. Enkindle in me the love of suffering and sacrifice. Be thou my strength in the trials and struggles of my exile, so that in the hour of my death I may bless thee for having been the consolation and sanctification of my life. Before being in heaven, the everlasting theme of my praise and love. Amen. There is nothing that we can go through in this life, my friends, that our Lord does not enter into with us because he is the God-man. He was like us in all things except sin. He's with you in your sadness. He's with you when you feel anxious. He's with you when you feel doubt. He enters into that. He suffered as you suffered, and more, infinitely more. He saw every sin, past, present, and future, because he is the Lord. He sees everything all at once. And he suffered for you and for all that you did to him and that I did to him. We share in the crucifying of him by our sins. So let us turn away from sin. And if you're hearing this today, wherever you might be, whomever you are, you've been away from the faith, I invite you to come back. Jesus is always waiting for you with wide open arms. And indeed, that's what the crucifix is. His arms spread wide, welcoming you back. He crucified your sins. He struck down sin, Satan, and death by his passion, his humiliation, his death, and then his resurrection. Come back to the one true faith. Attend the traditional Latin mass or divine liturgy. Seek out, if you can, a society of St. Pius X chapel. They are a booming congregation of priests. The traditional Latin mass just keeps growing and vocations to the Society of St. Pius X just keep growing while the Novus Ordo Church is dying. Continue to pray, my friends, that the Novus Ordo will be abolished. It is valid, but it is illicit. It is not pleasing to our Lord. Let us pray that the Roman rite may be restored. Let us pray that fathers and grandfathers will lead their families in the Holy Rosary, will pass down the faith from father to son, from father to daughter, and that every generation of your family will worship Jesus in the truth of the Catholic religion. It is the one true faith. Protestantism is a heresy. The Orthodox churches are in schism. Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses are cult members. I'm not saying they're bad people. I've met several Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses who are very good people, who care about the salvation of my soul, care enough to come to the door to talk to their faith about me because they're concerned for my eternal salvation. But you can be sincerely wrong about things. Truth and love are the only things that matter in life. And Catholicism is the one true religion. So let's pray for the conversion of everyone. 
for those sincere but sincerely wrong Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses, Protestants, Orthodox, Jews, Muslims, atheists, agnostics, fallen away Catholics, that they all come back or come to the one true faith. Jesus started one religion, one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And he wants you in it. And if you've left, he wants you to return. Don't worry about the poor example of Catholics like me who haven't done what they're supposed to do, who aren't living a life as virtuously as they could have done, but are striving by the grace of God to do that the best they can. Don't worry about the poor example of bad priests, often wicked priests and bishops. Don't let their bad example drive you away from the faith. As a matter of fact, the fact that there are bad Catholics, bad bishops, bad priests, bad laymen, laymen who haven't done all they can to build up the body of Christ here on earth, such as the man speaking into this microphone right now, don't let that poor example take you away, distract you from the truth, distract you from being a part of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church and raising your kids in the faith. Jesus died for you. He loves you more than you can possibly imagine and he wants you to be Catholic. Jesus and his church cannot be separated. Ever. Let's take a look, my friends, at Plinio Correa de Oliveira, Prophet of the Reign of Mary, by Professor Roberto Di Mattei. Today's selection is entitled Saint Vincent Ferrer, the Angel of the Apocalypse. God's merciful designs, according to Saint Louis Marie, were shown in prophetic visions to some chosen souls like St. Francis of Paula, St. Vincent Ferrer, St. Catherine of Siena, Maria de Valais, and many others of his time. Our Lord had those souls contemplate the vision of a future age that would be the reign of Mary. Hast thou not given to some of thy friends a prophetic glimpse of the future renovation of thy church? Are not the Jews to be converted to the truth? Is not this what thy church is awaiting? Do not all the saints in heaven cry out to thee, avenge thyself? Do not all the just on earth say to thee, Amen, come, O Lord, for the time is at hand, Apocalypse twenty two twenty. Do not all creatures, even the most insensible, moan under the weight of the numberless sins of Babylon and call for thy coming to reestablish all things? For we know that every creature groaneth, Romans 8.22. Born in Valencia on January 23, 1350, St. Vincent Ferrer of the Order of St. Dominic lived at the time of the Great Western Schism. In 1367, he took the Dominican habit and made his religious vows the following year. He was professor of theology and became one of the greatest theologians and preachers of his era. In 1378, when the Great Western Schism began, even great saints found themselves disoriented. Among them was Vincent, who followed the antipope of Avignon, Clement VII, and his successor, Benedict XIII, recognized as pope by Spain and by the general of the Dominicans. He had already begun to turn away from the antipope 
when he fell seriously ill and had a remarkable vision. Dominic and Christ himself entrusted him with the mission of apostolic preacher. He was to announce the imminent coming of the Antichrist and preach conversion before the end of the world. Vincent left Avignon and then traveled through Spain, Switzerland, and France, preaching the coming of the Antichrist and the Last Judgment. On September 13, 1403, he announced as a sign that would precede the end times that women would wear men's clothes and men would don feminine attire. Let me repeat that. He announced as a sign that would precede the end times that women would wear men's clothes and men would don feminine attire. His preaching aroused such enthusiasm that he was followed by about 10,000 people, the so-called flagellants, also found around other great preachers of the Middle Ages, such as St. Anthony. Following their example, brotherhoods of penitence sprang up everywhere and survived for centuries. On November 7, 1415, almost dying, he was miraculously healed and returned to the pulpit, giving the famous speech known as Osa Arida Audete Werbum, Hear the word, O dry bones, before Benedict Thirteenth, cardinals, princes, ambassadors, and thousands of faithful. In November 1417, Pope Martin V was elected, put an end to the Western Schism, and restored the prestige of the See of Peter in Christendom. St. Vincent died April 5, 1419, in Vannes, Brittany, in St. Peter's Cathedral, where his mortal remains are still kept. Countless miracles followed. The Roman Curia recognized 873 as authentic. On June 29, 1455, he was elevated to the altars by Pope Calixtus II. In the canonization bull, he is likened to the angel of the apocalypse, called to dissolve the sixth seal. He is often portrayed in paintings and statues as an angel of the apocalypse with wings and holding a trumpet and a book open on the verse of the apocalypse of John. Timete Deum et date ili honorem quia venet ora judici eus. Fear God and render him honor as the time of his judgment has come. He was, his biographer writes, the last medieval man, the last perfect fruit from St. Dominic's tree, in full blossom during those last two centuries of wonderful fertility. He witnessed the decline of that age of faith, saw the world flee integral Catholicism, and played the same role that the angel of the apocalypse, of whom he was the appointed forerunner, will play in the final days. His grandiose figure announces the disasters coming from the very fact that the Catholic people would not listen to him. Exactly, Plinio recalls as a prophet of the Old Testament, announcing misfortunes to the people of God because they had not heeded his envoy. The preaching of St. Vincent Ferrer is a model for all preachers of punishment and mercy in the latter times. And so Plinio considered it. I'll just read that one final time and really ponder this in light of what's gone on in the world over the last few years, especially in the United States of America with the whole transgenderism abomination. I, 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 can't, yeah, I can't help but think about this. And yeah, uh, a man truly speaking with a prophetic voice.
he announced as a sign that would precede the end times that women would wear men's clothes and men would don feminine attire. Pray, my friends, pray very hard for a culture of truly masculine men and truly feminine women, for a culture that returns to celebrating and honoring the sacrament of matrimony and doesn't make a mockery of it with intrinsically evil methods of contraception and vasectomies and tubal ligations and everything else, which is how we got the rise of the whole homosexual culture, how we got the rise of the whole transgender culture. Because those who claim to be Christian then went against God's design for marriage and human sexuality have birthed this abomination that we are going through right now. And the only solution is to come back to the one true faith and to live out the Catholic Church's teachings in regards to marriage and family life. There is no other way. In my country, electing Donald Trump in 2024 or Ron DeSantis won't change anything unless changes in the culture come first. People need to repent and believe in the gospel. You've heard the saying, I'm sure, many times, politics is downstream from culture. We won't get good politicians in America, in Canada, in Ireland, in England, in Indonesia, in India, or anywhere else unless we get good Catholic families first, raising good Catholic men to then run for public office. In human terms, it seems impossible, but with Our Lady of Fatima, anything is literally possible. She will raise up an army of great saints for King Jesus. Oremos. Prayer for the hastening of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, Holy Mother of God and our tender mother, Look upon the distress in which the whole of mankind is living due to the spread of materialism, godlessness, and the persecution of the Catholic faith. In our own day, the mystical body of Christ is bleeding from so many wounds caused within the church by the unpunished spread of heresies, the justification of sins against the sixth commandment, the seeking of the kingdom of earth rather than that of heaven, the horrendous sacrileges against the most holy Eucharist, especially through the practice of communion in the hand and the Protestant shaping of the celebration of the Holy Mass. Amidst these trials appeared the light of the consecration of Russia to thine immaculate heart by the Pope in union with the world's bishops. In Fatima, thou didst request the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays of the month. Implore thy divine son to grant a special grace to the Pope that he might approve the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. May Almighty God hasten the time when Russia will convert to Catholic unity, mankind will be given a time of peace, and the church will be granted an authentic renewal and the purity of the Catholic faith, the sacredness of divine worship, and the holiness of Christian life. O Mediatrix of all graces, O Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, and our sweet Mother, turn thine eyes of mercy towards us, and graciously hear this, our trusting prayer. Amen. I'd like to offer up this prayer for those who are undertaking a journey or a walk, especially for those here in the United States of America who are fleeing the tyranny of the blue states to get to the normalcy of the red states and continue to do so. 
In the way of peace, direct us, O Lord. We praise and venerate all the heavenly princes, but especially Raphael, faithful physician and companion true, who with heaven's power bindeth fast the demon. God hath given his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Let us pray. O God, who didst give the blessed archangel Raphael unto thy servant Tobias to be his fellow traveler, grant unto us, thy servants, that the same may ever keep us and shield us, help us and defend us. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Let us go forward in peace. In the name of the Lord, amen. Act of Consecration to St. Joseph by St. Bernardine of Siena. O my beloved St. Joseph, adopt me as thy child. Take charge of my salvation. Watch over me day and night. Preserve me from the occasions of sin. Obtain for me purity of body. Through thy intercession with Jesus, grant me a spirit of sacrifice, humility, self-denial, burning love for Jesus in the blessed sacrament, and a sweet and tender love for Mary, my mother. St. Joseph, be with me living, be with me dying, and obtain for me a favorable judgment from Jesus, my merciful Savior. Amen. Sweet heart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis, sancti Joseph, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 247 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And above all else, pray for the eternal salvation of Pope Francis. Goodbye, and God love you.